Let's give God one more big hand of praise in this house. Come on. Come on, let there be a sound that begins to reach the heavens with one mind and one accord. Together. Together. Thank you, praise team. Let's, let's give this worship team a big hand clap of, of praise that's deserving. Toby and his team, they get here before any of us. And they begin to prepare the sanctuary. They begin to prepare the atmosphere so we can walk in hot off the street and receive something from the Lord. And I believe that's something of note. And that's worth honor. So we thank you, praise team. Thank you for obeying the Lord. I feel like God has given me a word, and it's nothing like I've ever preached before. So bear with me because I didn't want to preach it. I wrestled with God about it. But I was at a conference that me and Pastor and a few of us go to every year. And uh, the last night I fell asleep reading a scripture. Uh, my heart was just so moved by some of the preaching and teaching that had taken place that week. And I fell asleep reading this one scripture, and I will reveal it shortly. And I woke up the next morning, and it was on my heart again. So I went right back to my phone, and I started reading it again. And Tay was still asleep, and I just began to cry and just tell God, I love you. I love you. I don't know if I've told you recently. But I love you and I am so thankful for you because without you, I would be dead somewhere in a ditch or, or worse. I, I don't know anything worse than dead. I'd be burning in a bottomless pit. That's worse. But because of his goodness and grace, I'm able to stand here today forgiven and redeemed and a life restored. If you only knew what I had been through, then you would understand the way I cry like I do understand it and if I under knew if I knew what you had been through then I can understand why you get emotional when the spirit of the Lord enters the room for you as well so this morning I will obey the Lord and I'm gonna take my reading from Genesis chapter 11 you can stay seated if you want to we've been standing for a while Genesis chapter 11 verse 1 says this and the whole earth was of one language. Can you all say one language? And of one speech. Can you all say of one speech? And it came to pass as they journeyed from the east that they found a plain in the land of Shinar, and they dwelt there. And they said one to another, Go to, let us make brick and burn them thoroughly. And they had brick for stone and slime they had for mortar, and they said, go to, let us build us a city and a tower whose top may reach unto the heaven and let us make us a name. Lest we be scattered abroad upon the face of the whole earth. And the Lord came down to see the city and the tower which the children of men had builded. And the Lord said, behold, the people is one, and they all have one language, and this they begin to do, and now nothing 
will be restrained from them, which they have imagined to do. I was reading that this morning, and the Spirit of the Lord spoke to me that last part, and this they begin to do, and now nothing. Now nothing will be restrained from them, which they have imagined to. Let's bow our heads. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for your presence, your miraculous power. Thank you for your outstretched hand that has reached into this congregation's heart this morning and has stirred each and every one of us. God, I pray this morning as we go forward in this service that you use me, God. Lead me, guide me, protect me. Order my thoughts, order my steps. God, anoint their ears, anoint my words. God, let your word go forth and not return void. In the name of Jesus, we pray. And everyone said amen. morning I would like to speak to you from a very simple 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 thought which is the enemy of us the enemy of us now just for a little comic relief I can remember a few years ago brother Hodge I was younger I'm 37 now so I can say that a little bit I was I was in my 20s and Tay and I had started dating and um, I lived in New Orleans, and she lived in Pollock, which is around Alexandria. Um, and I would go up on the weekends and stay with her family, and they had a room that I could stay in. And, uh, but while I was there one evening, it was around 9 o'clock, all of my clothes were in my car. Everything I owned, and I, you may think this is funny, but it, it wasn't funny because of the current situation I was living in. I had nothing. Uh, I was broke down, busted. I don't know why she decided to date me or saw anything in me, but thank God, praise the Lord for that. But evidently, the secret had got out that I was deathly afraid of the dark, Brother Hodge. Uh, I'm better now, so don't try to jump out from behind the corner and scare me. Please. But the word had got out, and I said, Tay, you want to walk out to the car with me? To get my clothes? And she said, sure. And she said, Paige, which is her little sister, why don't you come with us? And uh, immediately I was kind of like, why does she want Paige to go with us? We don't, we don't want that little brat with us. Now, Paige, if you're watching, you're not a brat anymore. I love you. So they went out with us, and uh, they went out with me, and I got to my bright green, bright green Camaro. God bless me at that time of my life. And I opened up my trunk, and I grabbed at the time as all I had to carry my clothes, Brother Hodge. I was busted. was a clothes basket, and it was cracked in the middle, full of my clothes. That was my belongings. That's how I traveled. No luggage, no bag, just a vagabond with a basket. But as I began to close the trunk, I heard them whispering to each other. And, and, there, and, and let me just add this part. Their driveway was pitch black in the middle of Pollock. And as the trunk closed, I look out of the corner of my eye and like a flash, Taylor and Paige has left me and they are away ahead of me and I panic. But what they didn't realize was a scared chase is a fast chase. And all of a sudden, I'm running with my clothes basket, chasing them down and I beat them to the front door of Taylor's house and said, y'all thought y'all was going to leave me. Y'all thought y'all was going to get me. The joke's on you. Fear. Fear is a crazy thing. It's a powerful enemy. It's an emotion that can completely suffocate you, smother you, and lock you into a paralyzed state of mind. 
When the spirit of fear moves on you, it can change the very essence of your character. Or it can show people who you really are. Fear will have you acting completely out of character. You know, I've witnessed grown men and women in the church running for their lives over the shadow of a little girl late at night. I mean, they were literally knocking people down, pushing each other down, running, trying to be the first one to get to the door. And yes, I may or may have not been one of those people running for the door. Guilty. It was me. But fear is real. And fear, no matter the form that it takes, can be a powerful force. Whether it's fear of another person or fear of losing someone special or something special or fear of the unknown or fear of being exposed or the terror of change and the things that change brings. The older I get, the more afraid of change I'm becoming. As a kid, I didn't care that we changed plans all of a sudden. But as a 37-year-old man, I want to know, and I want to know a few days in advance. Fear. Fear of failure. Fear of not being enough. Fear of being replaced. Or being exposed. Or just a phobia. Do you know that there are over 500 different phobias known to man that we have recorded? 500. 500 phobias. To name a few, you've got fear of mirrors. I found out that was a thing. Of course, fear of drowning, that's real. you got fear of spiders. you got fear of water. you got fear of ceiling tiles. you got fear of sneezing and coughing and snakes. And there's fear. Fear. But fearfulness, no matter the form that it has taken in your life, it has the same goal for every one of us, which is destroy the peace that God so freely gives us. It's to rob you, to take from you the thing that Jesus proclaimed for us to have. Because no, make no mistake, even though you may be in a place of fear in your life, He is still the peace that surpasses all understanding. He is still the peace that outruns your fear. At the end of your fear, he's there. At the end of your problem and worry, God is already there. That's the type of God we serve. But sometimes things happen and that becomes shaded. And we miss it. The truth of it is, is his goodness has already worked out your problem. And he's the prince of peace that everyone in this world is longing for. But fear on the other side of peace just wants to grip us. And smother us and rob us. But Jesus is the answer to every fear. So the scripture that God put on my heart. 2 Timothy chapter 1 verse 7. This is a letter written from Paul to Timothy, a young preacher who was afraid. To give you a little context, he's afraid. He's afraid of the unknown. He's afraid of the changes. He's got people coming against him. The church is changing. The world is changing. They're under persecution. And he's receiving a letter from his spiritual father telling him not to fear. So 2 Timothy chapter 1 verse 7 says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but one of power and of love and a sound mind. I will say that one more time. God has not given us a spirit of fear, 
but of power and of love and a sound mind. The spirit that God has given us has power in it. Power over our minds. Power over our adversary. God has given us the very power to speak to the same fear and make it vanish. God has given us the power to speak to impossible things and watch the impossible come to pass. God has given us power to do exceedingly abundantly all the things that we can imagine. God has given us the power and the dominion over every attack that the enemy can place on your life. God has given us the power and it's the power that comes with the Holy Ghost. A matter of fact, Jesus tells his apostles, but you shall receive power. When the Holy Spirit has come upon you, you shall receive power. Jesus looks at his apostles at the time at, at Matthew 17, and he says, For it surely I say to you, if you have faith as a grain as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move. Nothing will be impossible to you. God has given us power. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power. And of love. Unconditional love. It's an agape type of love. It's a love that it doesn't matter what you've done. Brother Glass, he loves you anyways. It's a love that was so in love with us that he was the lame, the lamb slain from the foundation of the world. It's a love that's so deep that he looked through the perils of time and saw your mistakes and saw your failures and saw the things that you were going to get mixed up in and saw the times you were going to throw up your hands and quit and said, I died for them anyway. For Romans said, this is his love to us that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. A love, it's an unconditional love. It's a love that died for you and for me no matter what you choose to do. Think about that for a second. It's a love that extends itself to you continually no matter what you choose. No matter what you decide. It's not a license to live however you want. It's just a statement of God's love. He loves us and he has freely given his love for us. The depth of his love was on display at the cross at Calvary. And Jesus, throughout his holy word, has taught us how he loves and how we are to love him and to love others. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love. And when you gain the power and the love of God, when you understand the power and the love of God is the third part of this scripture that really makes me happy. It's the third part of this scripture where I really find joy. He said if you have power and you have love, you'll have a sound mind. When you can fall in love with Jesus and you can begin to understand the power that he possesses, the sound mind follows. This is why Paul, there's a reason why Paul mentions the sound mind last. It's because you first must have the other two in order to receive the sound mind. Because God's power and love towards us is what produces the sound mind. God's power and his love is what casts out all fear. And I believe with all of my heart and I know that God is concerned with our thought life. God is concerned with our worries. God's concerned with our fear. At the root of fear it's just worry. It's just anxiety. 
worry of what's going to happen, worry of tomorrow. But God has not given us that spirit. He's given us a spirit of soundness. And it's the will of God for you and for me to have a sound mind. It's why Peter tells us to gird up the loins of our mind. Together your mind. Because that's what God wants you to have. It's why Paul tells us to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. And he tells us to focus on the things that are true and honest, just and pure and lovely, and to focus on the good things. And I'm here to tell you this morning, which you already know, the biggest battle that you and I will ever face is between our ears. The biggest fight that you're going to fight is not your brother or your sister. The biggest fight you fight is not going to be some demonic force or spirit. That is not going to be the biggest fight you fight. Your battle is always going to be right here between your ears wondering and worrying what's going to happen, when's it going to happen, how's it going to happen, God are you going to do it, God can you still do it, God are you still real, God are you still faithful. Am I preaching to anybody this morning? It's the biggest battle. Because there's one thing that's true this morning. The devil is after one thing. Your soul, and he knows that through your mind, he can get your soul. So he goes after your peace. It's why we have scriptures like Philippians 4, chapter 6 to remind us. These aren't just Facebook posts. These aren't just Instagram wall headers. These aren't just about me bios. This is promises from God and we should take them serious. Philippians 4, 6 where Paul Paul proclaims, he says, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God that surpasses, that outruns your understanding, that outruns your worry, that outruns your problems will guide your hearts and your minds through Christ Jesus. Fear starts in the mind. It's born through a thought process and manifests on the outside. But if you can ever grab a hold of the scripture that says, there is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. I'm here to tell you this morning that God's love can still cast out fear and God's love can still cast out worry and anxiety and depression or any other thing that's plaguing your mind. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but a sound mind. I love what Timothy wrote. I love what Timothy wrote, that love and power together produce a sound mind. And I can read this, and in the moment I got so much encouragement, and I left with a fresh perspective, and we can leave here saying all I've got to do is realize God's power, and all I've got to do is realize God's love, and I can receive the sound mind, and we can get in such a hurry reading the scriptures of God that we move right past the point what Paul was trying to tell us in this scripture. We need the power, and we need the love. But there's a two-letter word at the beginning of that scripture that I want to talk about today that is stopping us from receiving the sound mind and the power and the love. It's the smallest of words. It's so small you might skip right over it. It says, for God has not given us, say it with me, say us. He has not given us a spirit of fear. We can never possess the promises of God His love and His power and His everything that He offers without becoming us. 
We can never have those things until we become us and we become together and we move forward in a spirit of unity. Before he ever mentions sound mind, before he ever mentions love, before he ever mentions peace, he says God has not given us. So I'm here to tell you this morning, if we're going to move forward in 2024, we're going to move forward one way and that's together and that's us. That is what the enemy is after. He's after the unity of the church because he realizes if he can divide us we can't conquer if he can divide us we can't reach he's the enemy the enemy of our us and as long as my focus is consumed on what everyone else has done to me I can never be the us that I need to be We can never be in the place or be the body of Christ that he's called us to be until we move past them and turn into us. We have to move past what they did to us five years ago, five minutes ago, five seconds ago, and we have to become the church of the living God. Let me tell you something, Christian Life Church. God is depending on us to get this thing together because there are souls weighing in the balance, just waiting on us to get it together. God has not given us a spirit of fear. God has given us a sound mind. How do we become the us if all we're focused is on the them? You hurt my feelings two years ago. I I don't forgive you. You made me mad. I don't forgive you. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, I don't know why they're up there singing. Do you, do you, do you, do you know what they really do? Huh? As long as we have this discord in the body, we can never be the body that God has called us to be. As long as we have this discord in our families, we can never progress. We can never advance. We got to get this thing right, folks. We got to get this thing right. There are souls. You have family members. I have family members. There are people in this community that need God and they need us. To get it together, clap your hands unto the Lord. As long as we continue to hide in corners and gossip about things that somebody else did that doesn't even matter, the enemy wins. As long as we stay divided... I don't care what they did to you. Forgive them. We've done a whole bunch of stuff to God, and he still robed himself in flesh and died on the cross for us. Forgive them. The word forgive is actually give for. We're actually supposed to give forgiveness. Do you know that if we don't forgive, we don't receive forgiveness? And if you've got something in your heart this morning that you can't even bring it to the altar and give it to God, per his word of God, we have to forgive. We have to move forward. We're the body of Christ. We have to be unified. We have to find unity. Together. We are called to be together. When he separates us, we fall. Eve didn't fall so Adam wasn't around. Peter didn't deny until the apostles weren't around. Because the enemy understands one thing. If he can divide us, he can conquer us. And I refuse to let the enemy conquer me. 
And I refuse to let the enemy conquer anyone in this church because we are the body of Christ. And we're called to be the voice of the ones crying out in the wilderness. We're called to reach the lost. That is our purpose. It's our purpose. Unity. It ain't faking it till you make it. It's not walking up to someone and putting on some fake smile or some ingenuous attitude. Unity is realizing the power that we possess when we're together and doing whatever it takes to resolve the issues one another. Even if doing whatever it takes drags you all the way to a cross. Because us is more important than the issue. And whatever the issue is in your life, the togetherness of the church is more important. We read from Genesis chapter 11 verse 4 this morning. Y'all thought I forgot about that. 4. And he said, come let us, come let us build ourselves a city and a tower whose top is in the heavens. Let us make a name for ourselves, let us be, lest we be scattered abroad on the face of of the whole earth. Let me tell you something. When we come together in a power, in a place of unity, there is nothing that can stop us and nothing that we cannot achieve. There's no cancer in your body. There's no heart disease. There's no sickness. There's no internal plague of fighting. There's nothing that can stop us when we come together. But the Lord came down to see this city and this tower which the sons of man had built. And the Lord said, indeed, the people are one. I can think of another place where people were one. Acts chapter 2, verse 1. And they were all in one place, in one mind, in one accord. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as a rushing mighty wind. And it filled all the house where they were sitting in. Let me tell you this morning, if the enemy can keep us divided, we can never have the move of God that we so desperately need in our life. There's a reason when everybody comes together, God seems to move. There's a reason why when we can come in agreement together, God seems to show up. There's a reason why we're at odds with each other. There's a reason why the enemy keeps reminding you what a family member did. There's a reason why the enemy keeps throwing that stumbling block in front of you because he realizes one thing, that together we conquer. We're divided. We fall. And the Lord said, indeed, the people are one. And they have one tongue, one language. And this is what they begin to do. Now, nothing that they propose to do will be withheld from them. Almighty God looked down from heaven and saw mankind coming together in unity, in realizing and knowing that nothing could stop us. So he says, come to, let us go down there and confuse their language that they may not understand one another's speech. And as I begin to read this this week, God spoke to me. And he said, it's a powerful thing to understand that the only way I could stop these people was to confuse them by putting in a language barrier. The only, it wasn't the mortar. The reason the Tower of Babel didn't make it wasn't because they didn't have a good plan. It wasn't because they didn't have good leaders. It wasn't because of lack of preaching. It wasn't because of lack of events and things going on. It wasn't because of lack of good music. It was because there was a language 
language barrier, and they couldn't understand each other, Mama D. And let me tell you something. It's hard to get something done when I don't know what you want from me. So he said, I'm going to confound them. But that was never the will of God for the rest of our lives. Let me tell you something. The devil has taken the one thing that God has done, and he has used it time and time again against his church. But I'm here to tell you this morning that the gates of hell will not prevail against the church of God. And as long as we continue to have this language barrier where I don't understand you and I can't see where you're at and I just don't understand why you did it that way and I just don't understand why you dressed that way or why you walked that way, as long as we continue to fight that, we can never be fulfilled in the purpose that we were born to have. Make no mistakes. We were called to be soul winners. Do you want to know how to have the mind of Christ? That's what the Bible says to have, the mind of Christ. You want to know how to have the mind of Christ? Win the lost. That's what the mind of Christ is. It's kingdom-minded. It's so focused and fixated on getting lost people to Jesus that you forget about all that garbage that's happening that you don't agree with. Let me tell you something. You were called to be a soul winner first. You were called to win the lost first. Caleb, come here. You didn't even know I was going to do it. Come here. This is one of my best friends. Come here. I ain't got COVID no more. You're going to be all right. Come here. Listen here. You listen to me. Probably one of the best play, bass players I've ever seen in my life. One of my best friends, a confidant, somebody I speak to, somebody I've poured into. I've never, y'all know, I've never seen someone play that bass like you, son. But let me tell you something. He may have called you to play the bass, but he called you to be a soul winner first. He called you to win the loss first. And until you can move past what you have, we can never link up and say, you know what, David, get up here. No matter what happens, I'm going to team up with my family. I'm going to team up with my church. I'm going to forget about the problems. I'm going to forget about the situations because let's turn. Let's turn. Because you know what? You can come against me when it's just me. But when I got these two men beside me, you ain't going to touch me because you Unity is strong, and unity has power. And no matter what you're going through, thank you. You were called to be a soul winner first. You were called to win the loss first. And as long as you're worried about everything else, everybody else and what they've done. There's people that need this gospel, folks. There's people that need to hear about Jesus. There's people, there's next door neighbors that need, there's a man right now wanting to commit suicide and he just hopes somebody will come knock on his door. Where you at? Where am I at? We're called to be the church. We're called to be the body of Christ. We're called to be together. Not just the people that know what's going on called to be together. Yes, there's going to be things that affect you and offend you in your life and it may not even be in the church. It may be in the world. Get over that too. Get over it. I received the Brother Lance, come down here real quick. I had no plans to do all this Brother Lance, but I do love you. Come on over here. Love you. Come on. If you're not part, you can link up. I love it. If you're not part of, if you're a man, then ladies, I hope y'all have something like this. If not, talk to whoever's over the ladies. But if you're not a part of the band of brothers, little group me, you need to go ahead and there's a QR code around here somewhere and figure out a way. And musicians, you can come to get on there. You need to figure it out. 
But this week I was sick. I had COVID, and I was laying in my bed, and I was depressed because I thought I wasn't going to get to preach Sunday, and I love to preach because I love to talk, so it just seems to work out. And my phone went off, and it was a group meeting. Typically, please don't crucify me for this, but I can't stand group meeting because it's like, it's like crazy. Bling, 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 just lots of, lots of notifications. And, and I, I don't want to mute the thing because then you'll know and be mad at me, and we'll have to get over that. But Brother Lance sent out a message. He grouped me. And I, I don't know it verbatim, but I, I, I'll just paraphrase. It said, I'm going to paraphrase it real big. Basically, it said, thank y'all. And I'm so glad that I have a family to call my own. I'm so glad that I have a band of brothers that I can join together in. I'm so glad that I have a church. I'm so glad my family has found a place. I'm so thankful that God led us here. Let me, if that doesn't get your fire going, then your wood's wet. I'm thankful for a man that's not afraid to stand up and say, where would I be without the church? Where would I be without God? And I tell you this morning as you stand to your feet, The enemy of us is this language barrier that the enemy has put between us where I can't understand you and you can't understand me. And there's a lot of things in this world, Brother Glass, that we just can't agree on. But I know there's a few things that we can. And we can all agree that we love the Lord. And we can all agree that there's a lot of lost people that really need to know about that God. There's a lot of lost people that need to know about the Lord. And if you're in this house this morning and you don't have a relationship with God or an experience with God or maybe you're a visitor or maybe it's your first time or maybe you've been on the fence, I want to tell you right now, if you choose God, He's the peace that passes all understanding. He's the promise in every storm. He's the hope in every situation. He's the joy of our strength. And this morning, I would love for us as a church family to come together. Let's make our way down front. today I want to give us something that we can be unified together with you may not like my clothes, I may not like your hair I may not like your car I may not like the way you smell I don't know, there may be something that I don't like but I'll tell you what I do love you're my family and I realize this that together nothing can touch this body I understand this, that together in this room, this body of Christ, we can reach the lost. There's a song that we used to listen to. I don't think we ever sang it in the church, and please don't sing it now. But it said this, if we are the body, why aren't our arms reaching? Why aren't our hands reaching? 
Why aren't our feet moving? Why are we not telling people there's a better way if we're the body? We are the body of Christ. And there may be things that we may never agree upon. But one thing we can be sure upon is that without God, we would be nothing. We would be nowhere. And there is people outside the four walls of this church that need to know that message. So instead of an altar call, unless someone wants to pray today, we'd love to pray with you. I challenge you. What are you going to do about it? What are you going to do about it? Are you going to continue to look at everything that bothers you and puts the worst taste in your mouth? Or are you going to get your eyes off the world and fix your eyes on the king and say, God, I may not like it, but I'm going to win the lost. I may not understand it, but I'm going to serve you. We're a family. So together this morning, just link up with somebody. Beside you, if it's safe, if you're sick, don't link up with you later. What I see right now, the enemy hates. What's happening right now, Cherie, the enemy hates. Hates it. Can't stand when we're together. Can't stand when we're together. His name is Discord. this morning as we stand together let's become the us that God has called us to be and realize that together we can do anything together we can reach this city we can reach this parish we can reach your family we can reach your kids your kids can come back to church your husbands and wives can come back to church your marriages can be put back together the cancers that's plaguing your body can be gone all over this let's pray together Lord right now in the name of Jesus Lord I pray that you let a spirit of unity fall upon this church Lord help us to see that Lord as long as we stand together that there is nothing come on let there be a voice begin to talk to God right now just begin to talk to him right now come on come on apostolics begin to talk to him right now come on stir the gift Stir the gift that's inside of you. Come on. Jesus, we need you. Remove every obstacle. Remove every problem. Remove every stumbling block. God, put us together. Lord, we want to do something for you. God, we want to reach our city. Come on right now. In Jesus' name.